0: Welcome to The Nation, Floyd's 99 Barbershop Podcast. In The Nation, we bring you stories that come straight from the barbershop floor and into your world. Welcome to The Nation. Hello and welcome to The Nation. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick Butler, and on this episode of The Nation, we're going to dive into another side of Floyd's barbershop. Now, a lot of times we share stories or of individuals that we work with, or we partner with, or situations that we deal with, but this time we're going to show you a different side of Floyd's from the business side. A lot of people don't know that Floyd's has corporate locations, as well as franchise opportunities. As a matter of fact, we're spread all across the country. We have multiple franchise owners that have grown our footprint from coast to coast. So to help you understand a little bit more about that story, we're going to take the time to talk to a couple different people today. We're going to talk to our franchise director, who's helped guide the entire vision behind our franchising department, as well as spotlighting one of our successful franchise owners. He's grown his footprint in multiple states, and he's got a great story to tell. Let's kick things off first by introducing a man who's helped guide our franchise department, Joe Zemla, our franchise director. All right, I had the chance to sit down and speak with Joe Zemla, who is the senior director of franchising at Floyd's 99 Barbershops. Joe, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Patrick. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, listen, let's talk about franchising in relation to Floyd's real quick. And just to give everybody context, Floyd's has been in business for 22 years now as of this year. But Joe, help us understand how long they've been franchising.
1: You know, really started um, 15 years ago. We had a couple individuals that were in the restaurant industry that loved the brand, loved what they were seeing from Floyd's that, you know, honestly, Paul O'Brien and I knew. And um, the opportunity came to be where, you know, they were excited about the brand so much they wanted to franchise it in Dallas, Texas. So they went out and uh, they were living in Colorado at the time and relocated to Dallas and took the Floyd's brand there and built it up to 11 shops in over about 10 years. And then from there, they sold it to our current franchise partners, Courtney and Bob. And now since um, that was in 2017, and since then, they've actually doubled the footprint in that market to over 20 shops, and they just continue to grow as we speak. So that's uh, kind of the background of it for 15 years. um, Currently, we're franchising in 13 markets with 10 different franchise groups. So we've grown, you know, throughout the years, you know, but the thing I'm most proud of is that the, the success that our franchisees have experienced They've continued to grow their footprint and grow their brand, even when they've completed their development agreements, you know, multiple franchise partners, even during these tough times of COVID, have made the decision that they wanted to continue to grow with us and sign new development agreements. So, you know, let's face it, the last couple of years have been really tough in the industry, really tough in franchising. But the one thing that I'm really proud of are the franchisees that we have continue to have the confidence in the brand and continue to be very successful that they just want to continue to grow with us.
0: Well, now you have a lot of conversations with potential franchisees who are looking for investment opportunities, looking to get into different opportunities, business opportunities. Help me understand what you're looking for when you look for a franchise partner.
1: Patrick, I think that's where we maybe separate ourselves from some of the other brands. Because we're looking for individuals that have been successful in the service industry already. We just know that one of the critical pieces of the success of franchising with Floyd's are people that come to us that have already been in the service industry, know how to really inspire uh, teams, grow successful teams around them. So, you know, we, we like people that come from the, you know, restaurant industry we've seen great success from multiple uh, current franchisees that came from the restaurant industry. Um, But really what we look for, and you can see all that on our website is at least five years of multi unit management experience is kind of one that we see as a critical piece to the success. And then, of course, there's different um, financial obligations that they would they would need to meet as well. But really, when we look at the franchisees, the perfect franchisee to come into our brand are ones that are just not you know committed to great business and know how to grow businesses and grow unit growth and things like that. We want people that are going to be a really culture leader that follow the culture and respect what we have here at Floyd's. And that's people first, right? So when we can go through it and we're going to go through all of the interview process and understand, you know, that they meet the qualifications financially and meet the qualifications operationally, but are they going to be a great culture fit for Floyd's and really complement the amazing franchisees that we already have? We have a great group of people that, you know, really represent Floyd's and their markets extremely well. And are the new folks that are going to come into the franchise family, are they going to complement that already amazing team that we have?
0: No, absolutely. And you bring up such a good point. I know there's a lot of different opportunities that uh, potential franchise owners look to get into. But it's interesting, I think, when you look at Floyd's, we've got a different type of business. And it sets itself apart from some of the other types of opportunities they may have invested in before or that they're researching right now. Help me understand why you think Floyd stands out from some of those other opportunities.
1: Well, I think Floyd's, you can look at it in two different ways, Patrick, right? They're probably looking at different industries, you know, so maybe not just the hair industry. So let's start with that. So they're looking at maybe restaurants or, you know, something outside of the service beauty industry, you know, I think they just need to take a look at you know just the changing climate in those like restaurants. I'll use for an example the ever increasing cost of commodities that people are experiencing in those industries, on top of labor. You know, we we have labor, but we don't necessarily have the commodity price increases or experience that that they're experiencing right now. So when we're hearing from you know potential franchisees or people that are inquiring, or even you were with me at the multi unit conference. We're getting quite a few people that are looking to really diversify their portfolio and bring something in that's not restaurant related because they do see some consistencies within their cost structures and things other than what's happening with labor right now. So that's one part, you know, why we are an attractive piece. You know, we hope to say that we're Amazon proof, right? So, you know, people always need haircuts and people are always going to need, you know, a barber, you know, that they can rely on and trust and have a great relationship with. So there's some definitely some consistencies within our industry. And then when you look at our segment, what differentiates us from maybe some of the other hair concepts that are out there? And, you know, you have the value categories and then you have some of the other ones that have been emerging and trying to get into the segment, because quite frankly, We've been at this for 21 years, we've been franchising for 15 years, and a lot of them go into our shops and say, heck, we could do this, but what they don't get is there's something that we have that they just don't understand what is the people, right? So we talk about people a lot, we talk about culture a lot, and that's really kind of the secret sauce of what makes Floyd successful. When they walk into a shop, all they do is see a really busy shop, and they just start counting dollars and say, "Man, I can make a lot of money doing this." But what a lot of them don't understand is it's a lot of hard work, right? You know, and how to inspire and grow great teams and do all the things that we talk about on a daily basis. They just see that at, at surface level and don't understand the heavy lift and how to roll up your sleeves and really make those that special the, that um, magic happen within the shop. So. You know, I think that's, you know, really what differentiates us is also then, you know, how busy our shops are. Our average unit volume, when you look at, you know, the ones that we've been advertising at about a $1.12 million AUV in our shops, is much, much, much higher than what they're seeing in some a lot of the other brands that are out there right now. So in terms of a business opportunity, the average unit volume that we offer is much higher than what they'll see with some of the other brands. And then I would just say, you know, at the end of the day too, we're Floyd's for everyone. So we provide services for not just guys, you know, we're a barbershop. So everybody assumes it's just for guys, but you know, then they start learning that we have a, uh, another business opportunity where we do color and we we provide services for, for women and children and kids. And, you know, you just start looking at all of that. And then we have waxing services and all the other services that layer on top of what they would just um, expect from a standard barber service or what the services are at a standard barbershop would be. And then they start seeing that's a better opportunity than maybe that what they've even thought of at the beginning.
0: I tell you, I've been in this business a long time, over 25 years. And the thing that drew me to personally to Floyd's, and I've been with Floyd's nine years, is the fact that we are truly what I look at as a modern day evolution of what that barbershop or salon can be. And we've grown into that and we've proven that we can actually attain that and achieve it and help individuals or families really provide their service needs when it comes to the beauty industry. And that's what really drew me in and continues to draw others in. And I'll tell you, it's been impressive to see as you guys continue to grow on the franchise side and go into new markets, the success rate of those franchise partners is tremendous. We see them continue to expand their footprints and it's all coming back to what you spoke about earlier, that secret sauce that Floyd's provides. And we continue to have something that I think stands out amongst all the opportunities that someone may be looking at.
1: Yeah, Patrick, I'll just say, and I I said it earlier, and one thing that I'm extremely proud of is just the fact that we've been able to continue to grow during these tough times. You know, not just do we do, yeah, we love to sell franchises, and we love to sell, you know, development agreements with people, but we love when they're able to execute on those development schedules. Oftentimes when, you know, when I'm talking to a potential franchise partner and they start asking me various questions about growth and how are we doing, you know, yeah, you can look at the financials, you know, and that tells a story. But the one thing that I always encourage them to look at is in the item 19, we have to disclose how many we sold, how many we opened, and how many are still open. And when you look at our brand, that's a big differentiator because there's a lot of other ones that are out there that have sold a lot. Maybe open some, but the fact that you know maybe only fifty percent are still open, I think that's a tell sign of what the success rate you know is going to look like for them potentially. You know, when you look at ours, and then like I've said before, we have franchise partners, multiple franchise partners, even during COVID, that were you know completing their development agreements, signing new development agreements during these tough times because they just still had the confidence in the brand that they wanted to continue to grow with us. And I think that is something we should be really proud of as an organization as well, because, you know, the support that we provide to them, you know, the training and, you know, Patrick, you, you own it, the technical training that we do with our franchise partners. And then, you know, all the different MIT trainings and the onboarding training and the ongoing training that we continue to provide to our franchise partners and what would be available to our potential franchise partners is something that, you know, I would say is best in class in the industry as well.
0: Well, I know there's a lot more that you can definitely share, and I know you're a busy man. So what I'm going to do to help folks out is I'm going to give them the website at the very end of this episode that they can go to if they're interested in franchise opportunities. It'll explain a lot more about what we do and who to contact to answer those questions. Joe, I can't thank you enough for taking time to talk to us about it today.
1: Patrick, I appreciate everything you do for us.
0: All right. You take care. All the best. Next up, I had a conversation with one of our franchise owners from Colorado, Jay Palmer. Jay's been with Floyd's for quite a while and he's got a great story to tell. We've got some wonderful franchise partners all across the country, including this gentleman right here. And I'm fortunate to talk to Mr. Jay Palmer, who resides in Northern Colorado and just a little history. Jay started out in 2008 uh, with his first location in Boulder. Then he didn't stop there. He added multiple locations in Boulder and added Fort Collins along the way, as well as Loveland. More recently, he jumped states and he opened locations in Kentucky he's down in Lexington. He's got a location down there and adding more as we get into the new year, leading him up to a total right now of coming close to 14 as we get into the new year. Jay, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for joining me today.
2: Uh, Thanks, Patrick. I'm happy to be here. Uh, You did forget about the two locations that I opened down in Austin, Texas.
0: Oh, there we go. Let's so let's jump back. This is a good jumping off point. So let's go back. I mentioned 2008. Am I right in that beginning with Austin? Uh,
2: So, we actually, our first store was November, I'm sorry, December 11th of 2007, and that was the Boulder Pearl Street location. We opened up with no heater, and eight inches of snow, and about 20 degrees outside. Um, We stayed open for about two hours and closed until we got that HVAC unit fixed, and um, honestly, though, uh, that store was... just a killer store for us and and I you know I think by February or March it was already doing 50 grand and it it really sort of set the tone for our future but we generally say we started in 2008 just because of the timeline Um, but 2008 was definitely a busy year for us Um, we were just getting our feet wet with Floyd's and by the end of the year we found ourselves with uh, four locations We had Boulder open. Four Corners Harmony opened in May. We opened up uh, Longmont, uh, I believe, November 22nd, and we happened to buy the Austin, Texas market on Halloween, October 31st.
0: That's like instant growth. (laughs) It
2: was. It was uh, terrifying. It was controlled chaos. Um, But you know, it it was. We had a great team, Um, you know, Floyd's uh, with with, I mean, gosh, the facilities department um, uh, development, you know, Amy was just huge, Uh, she still is, and um, uh, it it was great. It was a fun experience. It it set us up for where we are now.
0: Now, real quick, prior to that, you had had multi-unit experience with, I believe, Noodles and Company. Is that correct? You helped with franchise
2: Noodles, uh, six and a half, seven years. Uh, I started with them when they were um, fairly small. I think they had 14 locations. When I left, they had 144. It was, uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I not only did I manage multiple locations, I was on the franchise uh, development team, uh, going out to new markets and training teams. Uh, We were also my, I don't want to give all of the credit to myself, but I started their um, catering business. We started doing weddings and parties by just doing basic math and making hotel pans with, you know, mac and cheese and pesto cavatappi, uh, and figuring out how to transfer it, and it it worked out, and that was the start of their their catering plan.
0: So you spent time with Noodles and Company and really got your feet wet with multi-unit and developing different programs within that, and then the Floyd's opportunity came up. Did you ever picture yourself in the hair industry and going? I'm gonna do no, this. No, I was in actually hair.
2: trying to franchise Noodles and. Um, I'll try to keep the story short. I was actually training for an Ironman, and I was riding on a uh, riding back from Lyons, Colorado, back to Boulder. It was a very steep hill, and um, this guy passes me, and I don't like being passed, so I tried to pass him, and we start jockeying back and forth, and then we start talking, and I I come to find out. Well, I, I told him I was trying to franchise uh, noodles. And, and I also mentioned that my wife at the time, um, we owned a salon. And so I had that salon background and, uh, you know, he, he brought up that he and his buddies were trying to franchise Floyd's and he invited me to meet with him the next day and look at the FDD and have coffee. And so I did, and I, I love the concept. Uh, I think at the time Floyd's had maybe seven locations, maybe more. I can't remember what the number was, but, uh, I, I just loved it. I, you know, instantly I thought, you know, Floyd's, you know, presents red hot chili peppers or, you know, like some, I mean, just so many cool things that you can do. And so I loved it. And then we ended up meeting uh, Paul and the brothers the following Friday and uh, Dana Rogers at the time was there. She's in charge of franchise development. She used to work for noodles. I knew her. I, uh, after the meeting, I really clicked with the brothers. And um, when I was dropped off at home, I called Dana and said, Hey, can I do it by myself? (laughs) So (laughs) That's what happens and you know, uh, here I am.
0: The rest is history yep. off and running. Well, obviously you started in the service industry with noodles and you carried that over to a different portion of the service industry with Floyd's. Was that appealing to you? That people side of things?
2: I've always been a people person. Um, you know, I went to school for hotel and restaurant management and, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons why I've done so well is that I'm a, a people person and I'm able to talk to people. I understand people. I can read people. You know, my focus is always customer service and delivering uh, the best, I think, experience you can possibly have, because that's, that's what makes something memorable. I mean, you can have a good haircut, uh, but if you feel like you were, you know, you didn't, I don't know, if you felt like it was too fast or they didn't communicate well with you, the haircut, sure, it's a great haircut, but you might not come back. And so it's, it's a total package. And, and with my background, you know, it was, I think it was an easy fit. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I'm dealing. I was dealing with the same thing in restaurants, but now I have less of the headache. I don't have to worry about <clears throat> coolers. I don't have to worry about food. I don't have to worry about spoils. You know anything like that? So it's you know it's really it's straight. It's all about people, and um, thank God because. That's what I'm good at.
0: Well, it's impressive, Jay. I mean, even as you continue to grow, um, you've got a good management structure in place that I've always seen that helps you really contend with things, but you continue to have a hands-on approach that's really impressive. I mean, even down to daily interactions with your your communications, with your staff all over the country. Tell us a little bit how you interact with them on a daily basis.
2: You know, it's uh, you know, as we get more stores, it's harder to interact as much as I'd like, uh, but I do send out morning emails every single day. Uh, I get up way too early and um, which is one of my favorite parts of the day actually. But I, I I collect all the data from the sales uh, the day before. um, And then I I compile it, put it together in my little chart that I've created. And I send a morning email going over sort of expectations, what I'd like them to do, whether it's retail. We do, I, I often, almost every day, talk about customer service and delivering the Floyd's Amplified Experience. Our signature services, uh, you know, these are all things that I talk about on a regular basis. And uh, hopefully it doesn't fall on deaf ears. Hopefully people read it. It's still fun to go in the stores and and see people. I was just in Lafayette on, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. And you know, it's, it's, it's just great to see everyone. It's great to see their smiles. And uh, it, it's nice, you know.
0: Real quick, as we get into the service side of things, you mentioned how impactful the service piece is right now. It's not just a haircut; it's that entire experience. Have you noticed, uh, you know, as we've gone through things the last couple of years, what are clients looking for now, and how is your staff really approaching that? Have you noticed a difference there with clients, and what are they really striving and looking for?
2: Well, I, I mean, it's um, the value. Obviously, is is important. You know, if they're depending on how much they're paying, what region of the country they're in, you know, they, they want to have a perception of value. So if they're paying $30 a haircut, uh, they want to make sure the time is taken to, one, have a great communication, a fabulous haircut, um, obviously our signature, signature services, which are important, you know, and, and just follow through, you know, having, having that friendly communication, the banter and, you know, walking out with a smile that that's, I talk about that a lot, you know, as long as they walk out with a smile, we did our job, you know, if, if they wanted a 15 minute haircut or a 10 minute haircut and they're happy, great. You know, we, we obviously don't do that, but if someone comes in and say, Hey, we're in a hurry, can you get me out in 10 minutes? I've got someone that can do that, you know, and if that's what they want, we can do it. If they want To be pampered, we can do that too.
0: Oh, you've always done a great job with that. I mean, you adapt to the client and your staff so well. You know, as you look at the growth that you've seen right now, I mean, you jumped into growth immediately that first year, and now here you are years later adding on in multiple states. Um, Where do you see yourself going from here? Well,
2: let's see. We have uh, have a 10-store development deal for... uh, the Kentucky region. So once we get the four locations in in uh, Lexington, we are going to go and do six in Louisville. I am planning a trip in a couple of weeks to Charleston to do site surveys and hopefully start another franchise down there. You know, we're just going to keep plugging away. Uh, I feel great as long as staffing uh, isn't an issue. but We're going to keep going, and, and as you know, and I think everyone in the industry knows, it is difficult time right now. But I think we see, uh, I see, we're seeing volume in all the schools, we're seeing uh, more people come back to the industry now that we've gotten past the worst part of COVID. And, um, you know, I, I, I see a bright future. It's just might take some time.
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things you mentioned earlier was what you saw with the brand and and what it could offer. And as we look at the hair industry, Jay, one of the questions I've got for you is, you know, why Floyd's? What separates Floyd's apart from all the other competition out there? As you look at that as a franchise owner, what do you feel really separates us from the competition? I mean, this
2: is a question that comes up a lot. I mean, I get asked all the time, whether I'm on a hike or traveling, and it's it, it's really simple. I mean, when you walk into a Floyd's, you know you're in a Floyd's, whether it's the music or the, the decor, uh, the atmosphere, you know, the greeting, the front desk. Uh, it, it it it's completely different. I mean, you could walk into a Great Clips and not know that you're in a Great Clips. You you might think you're in Fantastic Sand or. Who knows? But you go to a Floyd's, it's uh, the atmosphere is electric. It's fun. It's a great atmosphere. And, you know, that's something that we were really proud of and uh, the concepts, um, you know, thankfully the, the brothers, you know, Bryant's came up with it and it's, uh, it's unique and and fun.
0: It definitely is. And you know what? Working with you is always the best. Jay, I really appreciate you taking time to talk with us today and share about your success with Floyd's. We wish you nothing but the best. You're a great partner with everybody.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Patrick. Um, I love being here and uh, I got I to thank the brothers for coming up with this this concept because I love my life. It's been fun.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Nation. If you or someone you know is interested in franchising with Floyd's Barbershop, do yourself a favor. Visit franchise.floydsbarbershop.com to learn more about franchising opportunities and to get contact information to get all your questions answered. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Nation.
2: at Media Production.